I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This is Riva DeVito and you're listening to Rebel Radio. Fuck you, Josh. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh-huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, y'all? Once again, it's Rebel Radio. My guest this week is the one and only Riva DeVito coming off uh, her first headline tour. She's got a really sexy, soulful sound. I'm, I'm loving her music and the stories that she shared with us in our interview today. Um, she, she talks about what it's like being a female singer in a male-dominated industry and how she's building a very uh, female-centric career and and team around her and and all that stuff. She's got a great story about how she started out doing everything herself. For those of you who read the four hour work week, I know there's some Tim Ferriss fans out in our audience. Um, He he tells you how to go start by doing everything yourself and then slowly replace yourself in different parts of the job. And Reva's done that and she's gonna tell us kind of how it worked for her, some of the positives and negatives. as well as how she sees keeping her business separate from the art. And she says when she's making art, she doesn't even think of it as a business. And that's, uh, that's sometimes hard to do when there's, there's bills to pay and there's phone calls coming in and all that stuff. So she's got some good lessons here for us. Right after our EDM.com track of the week. Check it out. Thing in the back, don't try. I'ma aim that right by your eye. Dot your T's and cross your eyes. They better hit you by surprise. How many times? Oh, how many times? A reps on six, that's Eastern time. I don't fuck with the pigs, I don't need no swine. Ramadan coming up, peace of mind. I just wanna think about me sometimes. I just wanna take a selfie sometimes. I heard big fella, you a G online. Seen them on the street, shop, Keisha time. Hit them with the KO, hit them with the Kado. Hit them with the Great Cliffs, hit them with the Fado. Hit them with the Whip Whip, hit them with the Lado. Hit them with the Friday, hit them with the Fado. I don't want no money. I don't wanna overdose. Phantom sitting sideways. 
always call that shit the Holy Ghost. Thirsty like the signing. I just want a motorboat. It's a fake Friday. You know what to do them. Oh man, look at here. Goddamn, what a yeah. All them hoes try to front and now them hoes in my rear. And I'm on a new tip. Tiny shit disappear. <laughs> Give me Q tip and stay the fuck up out my ear. See the pictures people paint. Change gonna make some people. That was our track of the week from EDM.com. Faye with a track called Looky Here. That's on the hip hop channel. If you go to SoundCloud and search hip hop, you'll find so much more like it. And now let's get into the interview with Riva DeVito. I was performing, I was headlining, um, but for a few of the shows on the East Coast, we had a group called Grumby. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm excited to learn all about it. I got have a bunch of questions. I've been listening to your music, and it uh, it feels to me like we like the same kind of music. Oh, good. Sweetest Taboo is one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, my gosh, and so, right? And you did an amazing job of that. I think it's a big, uh, it's a big task to cover Sade. Right. Because she's brilliant and so unique. Right. And I think, like, you did it in a way that's really great. You made it your own. Oh, cool. thank you. Yeah. That's very sweet to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm excited to learn kind of how how you got into this and your journey and all that. So yeah. um, I always like to start at the beginning. Okay. So if you would take us back to your first love of music. When did, when did you first discover that? Right. That you you loved music. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't I I can't tell you exactly like when I was like, yes, but um Do you remember is there a first record that you remember? Yeah, it was I, I don't remember the like which track it was, but I remember it was Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. And being like, Wow, like um I was very, very young, you yeah. know, and I remember being like Oh, like, wow, like my, having a reaction to the point where I was like asking my mom how we can listen to it again, you know, and and she went out and got like got me the tape. Uh -huh. um, and then I was like, oh, I was just like, so that was at the point where I started to like super fall in love with music. And I yeah. remember, you know, this is back when it was tape, you know, boom boxes, right, the right. tapes. And sure. I used to... um you know, my mom would give me, like, blank tapes, and then I would just, like, sit and listen. Because I was an only child, too, so I was, you know, I needed to, I needed to do stuff that, like, entertained me, you know, because I didn't have, like, yeah. brothers or sisters around. So I would sit and, like, hang out with the boombox and just wait for the right song to come <laughs> on, you know, and hit record. That's so And I cool. was, like, making my little mixtapes, and uh, I was probably, like, six. Right. But anything right. that was, like, that, like, sounded beautiful and had a nice melody and, like, you know, I was interested in it, but um, definitely during those times was leaning more towards like your Whitney Houston, uh -huh. your Madonna, Paul Abdul, yeah. your Mariah Carey, yeah. In Vogue. Yeah. And then I never thought I was gonna be. Uh, I never thought I was gonna be like a musician or a singer. I just remember I used to love to sing, and I used to try to like match my voice to mm -hmm. this you know 
and and I and then like I believe that that's how I like develop my ears, just trying to sound like artists. Sure. Yeah. And did you? I mean, obviously at six you didn't, but um, before music, what did you think you were gonna do for a living? Oh my gosh. What did I think I was gonna do? I mean, <laughs> I remember there was like at one point in time I thought I was gonna. Um, Gosh, would it like be a paleontologist or something? Okay. Like I was like, yeah, I like love dinosaurs. Just, but you didn't go down that road. No, you didn't like. No, I actually that. wasn't like great at science. I wasn't. <laughs> my brain isn't geared for science. Actually, it turns out that I was more of a language arts student. Science is deceptive because it's like, yeah, you see all this cool stuff. I have a seven-year-old, and so we're always watching videos about yeah. space and stuff. Yeah, I think it's so intriguing, and I love yeah. learning about it. But it's yeah. like that's not my. My brain's not going there. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> so how'd you start around. singing be, beyond just like for fun? Like, um, so yeah, just always kind of sing for fun. Um, tried to do choir, but just was kind of a, like the teacher was a bitch. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't like. I couldn't really hang with her. Um, we didn't get along, so mm-hmm. wasn't really into choir. Um, my mom gifted me a guitar when I was like 15 nice. and then I just started learning chords and learning songs and kind of singing around campfires and yeah. you know the classic like high school uh-huh. like bonfire party oh cool I did a thing in college, like a, oh man, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like some kind of like sort of competition or like competition thing that I did mm-hmm. with a friend who was like, I want to do this competition. I'm going to beatbox while you sing. Da, 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 da. And I was like, sure, you know, and then we won and we got like a little, we had like a, we got like a ticket to... Or not ticket, but uh, gift certificate to mm-hmm. get launched someplace. Cool. <laughs> so, but I mean, the first like actual gig that I can remember doing was um, like as a professional was we were opening up for the foreign exchange. Yeah. Um, and that was in like, I want to say like 2011 or 2012. So was that, was there a moment when you realized like, okay, this is my career like that, that you could do it for a living. Um, you know what? I don't. I really try to steer away from like, hey, this is my career, um, because I'm a firm believer that like it's art is like it's like this sort of sacred thing, mm-hmm. this like butterfly that like you you don't want to catch it. You know, you just kind of want to like follow it around. I try yeah. to think of it as like more as just my art, and I'm just doing it and pursuing it and if I get money from it then that's amazing but I don't put any expectations on it because I feel like the minute that you try to put expectations on something that's kind of like magical how does that work like how do you bring that type of thinking into the business relationships right so you have managers agents Mm -hmm. labels who like don't necessarily see it that way I I mean I 
you know, I just started working with a manager. Yeah. I, I put out, like, the record on my own, pretty much. I mean, working with the label. Like, I was the one who, like, mm-hmm. captained that ship. Sure. And it was extremely tough, you know? It was, like, because, you know, people are... Like, I need I need so many different people to, like, do things. Because I can't, you know, I can't be the person that... I mean, I could, but it's not great. But I could, you know, I can't be the person that makes the beats. You know, mixes the beats. Right. Masters the beats. Makes the artwork. Um, does the legal stuff. Like, so I'm working with so many different people. And to get everybody on the same page, you know, signatures, this and that. It was just, like, it was such a hassle. You know, and so... For me, during that process, I was just like, okay, like, take a deep breath, you know, this, just let it, like, get on the phone every day, you know, get people, like, moving as much as you can, and Mm -hmm. then just, like, put it down and, like, focus on art, Yeah, you know, and just, like, um, make songs and do creative stuff. So it kind of sounds like... There is a business side, right? Yeah. All that stuff needs to be done, and you have to kind of think of it as a business that right. way. Right. And then there's the creative side. Right. Is there something you do to shift gears from one to the other? Um, is there like a trick that? So you know, definitely, like working with the team now is so much. It's definitely like been such a blessing, and and the, the reason why I didn't like do it before is because I wanted to make sure that it was like the right team, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I wanted to feel like people were, I wasn't like chasing anybody. Like I wanted it to like happen naturally. But that's definitely helped a lot. And the, t- the time that I was like doing the business myself, um, this, there's definitely like, it was, it was definitely like hard for me to separate um, the business with the like, the business Riva with the artist Riva. You know? Yeah. Um, so what I guess I would do was, um, you know, t- turn the electronics off mm-hmm. um, and then just, like, go to a place that was peaceful. I like to I like to write in my car. Oh, wow. Yeah, just because it's, you know, the system is nice. Yeah. And I can be alone. Yeah. Um, I have roommates at home, so uh-huh. it's nice to, like, get away and have like my own space and so when you say system so you like you have a track like you write lyrics to the track yeah usually i write lyrics to the track unless i'm like working in the studio Mm -hmm. in that moment with the producer but a lot of my writing is done with like records that are sent or instrumentals that are sent to me yeah so um yeah i like to drive to in in portland there's a columbia river valley the gorge Mm -hmm. and so i have a little place that i like to go park and you can like Sort of look down the gorge and just it's, it's really beautiful and I just sit right and wow. have like a thermos with some tea in it and, uh-huh. you know enjoy enjoy myself I love it yeah you know that's that's one of my favorite parts is like the writing part so and I, I know you've worked with some great producers already uh, with Kate Trinata and Comtrues and yeah. some other great folks yeah um, how does that is it the same process? Like, does your approach change depending on the producer? Like, yeah. my process is kind of like, I just, you know, hum little melodies and see if anything catches. And if there's a track that's like catches, I'm like, ooh, can I claim this one? And mm-hmm. it's like, they're like a yes or a no. And then right. um, if that's the case that I get, 
a yes, then I, you know, I'll do like some sort of like melodies with kind of scatting. And then after I feel like I found the right sort of structure melody and then I'll like write the words. And then mm -hmm. after the words, then I'll do like um, sort of the doubles and the harmony stacks and the oohs and the ahs and yeah. stuff like that. But and it, yeah. so, it, so it sounds like, um, are you, like, do you meet these guys beforehand? Um, no, or, well, not necessarily. Um, you know, n no, like on the internet, mm -hmm. I haven't, right. but not, not like, I didn't like, I hadn't met Katrinata in person before we started working together. We just, I just had a mutual friend that knew him. It was like, oh, yeah. you guys would make some cool stuff together. Um, and then just kind of developed an internet relationship and sent some stuff back and forth and, and then that's kind of how I got like involved with like Hitronada and Hall Want and Wear guys and mm -hmm. um yeah, and then I just like reached out to Calm Trues on like Twitter or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Well, I'm glad you brought up the social because I'm always you know, it's changing how artists and fans interact and then obviously you're saying even between with other musicians right that you know years ago it would have taken a lot of work to find his number and right go through his manager oh and totally all that yeah, stuff yeah. right yeah um, and now you can do that instantly and yeah um how do you think about how do you how do you i mean you seem to have a really clear vision for how you create uh-huh so how do you think about then interacting with fans and, and letting them into what you do? Oh, I mean, I try to, like, I definitely try to let them know that I'm here for them, you know, like, because they're there for me. And yeah. I feel like that's super important, you know, and that's, um, you know, that's what keeps, that's what keeps it alive. Mm -hmm. So I try to be... You know, if somebody reaches out to me, I try to say, you know, thank you or write a response back or like after the shows, I try to go just like hang out yeah, and like give hugs and yeah. kisses and, you know, just that's like, cool. because that's where, that's where, that's, that's where the real love is at, you know, that's where humanity is at. Mm -hmm. So that's important to do, I think. And so I just try to keep that, you know, the, the conversations going and. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Do you have any surprises on social? Surprises on social. You know, I try, I have a really interesting relationship with social because I want to, I don't want to be the artist that's like, here's everything. Here's my entire life. Right. You know, I, I believe in like showing them who I am, but I also believe that like they want a little bit of mystery. Yeah. I do. Um, so I just kind of, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, and and then show up fully to my performances and go, hey, here I am. This is me, yeah. which I like to think of my shows as kind of like a you know, mix of a lounge act and a comedy show. Oh, no yeah, way. I like to do a little comedy in between. Yeah. So, you know, you got to crack some jokes. You got sometimes some of these crowds are tough. Yeah. Josh, you know, they're. What? What? Give me. What's, just, a, what's a tough crowd? They're just standing there, you know, kind of just. Really, like, like, arms crossed kind of yeah. feels like they're looking at you through a microscope. Sure. So sometimes I got to just say some funny stuff, try to say some funny stuff to get them to, like, loosen up. Uh-huh. <laughs>
now I think some some cities just there's like codes of conduct like I don't know are we allowed to dance are we allowed right. to like really loosen up or are we Is supposed it, you, to be like cool right 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 and I'm so not you gonna, see a difference I'm not gonna name any names here yeah Josh but um, <laughs> but you see a difference like city to city I do yeah, yeah I do and um but but I think that also it just I you know I don't know. It's just a strange, it's strange, but I, I try to, you know, and I have been able to sort of like, sort of lighten moods and get mm-hmm. people to loosen up, you know, just kind of letting them know, hey, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm one of you guys, you know, I'm just. Well, it's funny you say that because I think, you know, we talk about artists having like a mission statement or a, uh-huh. like something that they want to communicate, right. right? But, you know, fans sometimes have their own agendas and some people go out. To party and some people go to be entertained right and get right. and to judge whether or not someone's good enough or meets their sure. expectations or sure. whatever right and you can't really control you can't control why they came right right you can you know you can try to do your thing and and hopefully it connects right um i haven't heard the comedy piece before i think that's amazing <laughs> like i mean it's not a whole lot but like, <laughs> you have like go to and I got a couple Jokes. maybe of my yeah. sleeve. I don't okay. Know. Sometimes it's sometimes I surprise myself. You yeah. Know, it's just stuff that comes up just off the top. But so obviously I have a few like go to uh, jokes. But obviously totally. you're really comfortable on stage if you can like kind of freestyle that way. I mean, I yeah, I just yeah, I just try to be my I just really I just try to be myself, you know? Yeah. Um and it just also depends too on like where I'm at, like in my own headspace, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have a show on a day where you just like feel like shit. Yeah. And so, you know, I might not be as like jokey or like, uh-huh. you know, sure. um, you know, smiley, but I'm still like, I'm I, no matter what, try to do give 100% of what I've got, you know? Yeah. Um, and try to let them know that I'm like there for them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. All right, I hope you're enjoying this interview. Uh, you might want to check out another up-and-coming soul singer. So dope, this kid Gabriel Garcon Montano. He was one of our first interviews. I think it might have been episode two or three, way back in the archives. So go to iTunes and look for Rebel Radio and find the Gabriel Garcon Montano interview. Good stuff there after you finish this one, of course, with Riva DeVito. Talk to me about... Um, High points and low points so oh, far. Oh gosh, Oof. in life or just in the career? Um, it's, it's up to you. Um, I mean this this whole tour has been as crazy, like one of the highest points. Yeah. Um, like a few sold out shows, like big, beautiful uh, crowds that are just vast range of age, race. Um, you know, gender, uh, just all the beautiful colors of the rainbow. Um, lots of smiles, lots of people singing along to my words that I just, I just don't see that. Like, I don't, like, to me, I'm like, I don't imagine people doing that. So mm-hmm. when it, like, is actually happening, I'm like, wow, crazy, you know? Yeah. It surprises me. Um, so this tour has been just so great. Um, and... You know, I'm still pretty, like, relatively, like, you know, like an up-and-coming artist. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, originally I had wanted to go on tour with somebody who I could have like opened for, you know, just get like to to get more exposure, I guess. Sure. Um, but the way it worked out was it was just like, it, you know, I was going to New York and then, you know, the talent buyer was like, well, why don't we get you some shows out, more shows out here since you're coming out already? And then that kind of turned into, well, why don't we get you some shows on the West Coast too? So that was just like, well, let's just make this a North America tour. Mm -hmm. um okay and like I was like down you know I didn't I didn't have like my expectate this basically the outcomes have by far exceeded my expectations the uh you know most of the shows were super popping and people were just like buying tons of merch and like it was nice. just crazy I didn't expect that at all yeah. so um that's definitely like been a high working with Kay total high yeah. i love his music so much he's yeah, still he's still my favorite funky dude um and i would say the lows are definitely when i was just like really trying to get like do the work you know what seemed like on my own yeah. to get the the move out because yeah. it it took a long time it took like t over almost two years Mm -hmm. of me just like every day just trying to be like okay let's i've got like, i had the i had the record done you know a year and a half ago yeah and it was just oh the bureaucracy is crazy sure um so i'm happy but i got it done when i did um i'm definitely uh super appreciative of the label and the dudes at home and where for giving me the platform and mm -hmm. you know it's it it it's definitely like been really well received and you know, totally shout out thanks to my fans that have been supporting and streaming and all that too. So I would say though that would be the low was like just it was tough, Josh. I was like there were moments where my my spirit had been like totally like I felt like hopeless, you know? <laughs> yeah, so are, can we talk about that a little bit? Like what um like did you ever think of like, did you ever question the mission? Like, was there a point where you felt like you were going to give up or you're um, I or, definitely, or you doing something wrong or whatever? I want to tell you no, but, like, there was definitely times where I was just like, fuck this. Fuck this. Like, yeah. I want to just, like, slam a door, you know? Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff? Like, you don't have to name any names, uh, but, no, like. No, just, like, man, just asking people over and over and over again to mm. get like I need one signature or something yeah. and just like months passing yeah. and being like okay I'm gonna wait until like there I can't tell you how many times I'd be like okay I'm gonna wait until Monday and then I'm gonna you know just like all this like strategizing you know which I think you know what whatever it's 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 normal for a manager or somebody who does sure, that for yeah. a living but yeah. for me it's like we well, take it personally. As an artist, I'm just like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You know, this is like So what what did that experience teach you about yourself? Um, it definitely get like I'm I can handle anything now. Okay. You know, I'm like a tough I'm I used to be a sensitive butterfly and now yeah. I'm a tough cookie. Nice. Yeah, so that feels good. Now well, I'm like I dare you to mess with me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I'm I won't like I just I got much better at like not taking no for an answer. It's great. You know, so now I know, and now it's helped me to be like, I know what I want in my team. Yeah. I know what I want in the people that surround me. So. I mean, you know, that's interesting you say that because I think those are such important lessons as you go on in your career. 
right. to, uh, you know, the bigger you get. I don't know, you know, where your vision is taking you, but, like, the bigger you get, the more important the team becomes. Sure. Because you just can't do yeah. stuff on your own, right? Right, yeah. Um, you just can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just too much, right? Yeah. And, and so, um, so having that right team and so knowing, but a lot of people make the mistake in every business of, like, picking the wrong team. Right. The wrong, like, the wrong team for them. Right. Right, who might be great in some other scenarios or maybe you... You know, sure. you're attracted to someone because of their other clients. Right. But they might not be right for you. Right. And most people don't learn that until it's too late. Right. So that's brilliant. Yeah. As, as tough as that is. Yeah. To go through. Yeah. I also am, like, working on building a, like, all-female team. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because, like, I want to support women in this industry mm -hmm. because sort of in my own crusade on my own like in my own you know sh on my own ship that I was captaining through the dark and stormy sea that is the industry yeah I realized that like we're like w uh, the women in the industry like definitely like have to stick together and like um support each other because it's t it's tough it really is. It's so it's, how how's that played out so far? I have friends, you know, who are women, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you know, I've heard different things in terms of like, you know, I think men don't think of it that way. No, as, the, yeah, as sure. consciously. Yeah, right? no, and I and I don't think so either. I, I I don't think that they're consciously going, oh, you know, mm, not gonna, you know give this person the same amount of attention or right. give this person, um, you know, they're just, they, I just think that they're just not, that they're not aware mm -hmm. of like really the sort of challenges that we face as women in the industry. And especially, you know, I can only say this because I was like, han I was managing my own business for yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, and I, I can understand the element of me being an artist at the same time. Because I, you know, people don't want to tell me as the artist, like, no, right? They want to be like, of course. oh, like, right. it's okay, like, you're, you yeah. know, you're the artist, like, you don't want to, like, yeah. but in the, at the end of the day, like, trans, I would so much rather be like, get a no, like a straight, like a straight answer than like, right. uh, just yeah, perpetual, yeah. like, eh, sure. fluffing the pillows, you know what I mean? So. Um, so there is that aspect of like, okay, I, I, I was the artist, so I had been treated differently, um, you know, but I do know that like I'm talking to my women friends that do like work at like from the business side in the industry experience similar, you know, similar things. And I'm not, you know, no, like not naming any names and like the people I've worked with have been awesome, mm -hmm. you know, like no shame in the game. I'm sure. just saying that like I think I would like to, with my business, support other women in the industry, and just, just, just because I think that it's important. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, 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 you know, definitely like not gonna work with men. It's not right. like I'm not working with men yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But you know, no, I'm cool. happy to work with. You know, I work with men all the time. I work with pro like male producers all the time. I'm yeah. about to go work with uh, Carmack after oh, this. Cool. Nice. So you know. There's and they're all I love men. Don't get me wrong. I love you guys. Totally get it. I just um I just want to support the girls too.
So where is the vision now? Where, what's, what are you going to do? I want to do, I just want to make just excellent music. I want to keep making excellent music and evolving as a musician and using my voice and learning to play, you know, more instruments and working with Ableton and learning Ableton more and, um, you know, playing. I'd like to license my music more. Um, play. I would love to play some fun, like, artsy events and mm. travel the world. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the vision. So assuming that all works out and then you're lecturing young musicians, yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you recommend managing themselves at a certain point? Um, I would say, I would say if you can stomach it, because it's not, it's not going to be easy. You're going to, you are going to get, you're going to get stepped on. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you can stomach it and you can take the nose and shake them off and keep going, then, then do it. Um, I think that if you have somebody that you trust that is smart about contracts and smart uh, about the business then I would say find you a manager um, just because it's going to save you a lot of emotional turmoil sure um, because yeah. you know it's your art and it's your everything that you're dealing with so um, I would say try to work with a manager but if there's somebody but if not but only if there's somebody that you trust that mm -hmm. is smart about contract law and um, mm -hmm. things like that so yeah but if you're a tough cookie and you can take a no and shake it off and, you know, and you can and you feel like you can get there, then go for yeah. it. Like, just do you. Put music out. Yeah. If people cling on to it, then... You're going to get to that place where people will start, con you know, contacting you and sure. wanting to connect with you. So have, have you have you been figuring all this out on your own? I know you have a team now, but but have there been mentors that have oh, helped you along the way? Oh, absolutely. I definitely have, you know, a consigliere. Okay. Um, and Who's that? I'm just going to... No, 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 like what, what, oh. what kind of person? Or, oh, okay, or yeah. You... Um, he, it, just a really good friend of mine that works okay. pretty high up in the music industry. Cool. Um, we wouldn't ever work together personally because yeah. you don't want to, another word of advice, don't work with your best friends in the industry. Mm. Don't work with business. Don't mix business with best friends yeah. in this industry just because it's a shake, it's a dicey one. Um. But yeah, he's a best friend of mine and works pretty high high up in the industry. And so I would kind of go to him and be like, hey, here's the situation. What do you suggest? Cool. Um, and I have a few of those too, actually. So a few, yeah. few people that are pretty deep deep in um, that have my back, you know, that don't, we don't work together directly, but um, they've definitely been, been on my side when I needed somebody. So Yeah, I think that's so important and, and hard to do, but, but. To have people that will kind of look out for you but don't have a financial interest in your success because, right. you know, I see so many times people like everyone connected to them is is eating off them. Yes, absolutely. And the problem is they can't make decisions or they can't, they can't give you 
really clear objective advice because right. they have an interest in it as well. And so even like with the best of intentions, right? right it it doesn't quite work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's cool. No doubt. I'm glad Everybody's to trying to get paid. Yeah, I get of it. Course. Everybody's trying to get paid, but at the same time, like, let's remember the music, okay? Let's remember what, like, why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah. You know, and if you claim like you're in, working in the music music industry because you love music, then like, okay, remember your like moral. Have your moral compass. Mm. You know, and I know that there's, you know, some shitty shit that has to happen and some competitive stuff, but yeah. like at the same time, like, so there we're been all times... out here just trying to make art and like live. So when have you had to check your moral compass? Um. When have I had to check my moral compass? Oh, man. I mean, I try to be, I really do try to be, like, transparent and, like, very fair with the people that I work with in terms of when I pay people, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, have you ever had to say no to something that was a good, would have been a good sort of business move? Sure. Yeah, I guess, I guess that would be something, like, I, I, I've turned down shows just because, like, I don't, I didn't, like, feel like yeah. doing them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or I just felt like I wasn't prepared. I guess something could be that, like, I I really wanted, in my mind, I was so set on I need to have a project out. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I really want to have my project out before I play shows. You know? Like, I want to have, I want people to have something that I can, like, yeah. perform. Yeah. Um, whereas like some people were just kind of like, you know, that's whack because people still want to hear you. And, like, right. People still want to like, you have fans already. Sure. And I guess that's something that I could have, I could have acted on and mm -hmm. I, when I didn't, I was mm -hmm. just so attached to this idea. I don't know what, why it was so important to me, but it was like, I just want to release something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like working with people and paying people, like. I have always just, I've always been about just like splitting my money mm -hmm. because we're both do, like, you know, with, you know, with my like band, like we're all doing the same thing. Why should yeah. I take more money than you? Yeah. You know, split it three ways. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Like I, I like to make sure that, like, my people are, ta like, very well taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that, you know, my my family, that's, like, those are values that I learned as, you know, through my family. Like, that's take nice. care of your people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Show up for the people that are showing up for you. Yeah. So. What about uh, any surprises that, like, what things you learned about yourself that you didn't, that, that you wouldn't have expected before you started this journey? Things that I learned about myself. Oh, man. Um, I, yeah, I guess the, I guess probably what I told you before, that, like, I used to be kind of, like, so sensitive to, like, what, you know, people thought or, like, yeah. this and that. And I just want to make sure everybody, like, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And now I'm, like, I'm just going to do me. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just going to do me, but I'm going to do me and, you know, treat people with love and respect. And, 
you know, and if somebody has a problem with it, they can talk to me about it. Yeah. And and I'm going to be like and I'm I've I guess I have become much more firm in in that in those regards. If mm-hmm. somebody has a problem, wants to talk about it, like I will definitely like be that person. Nice. Yeah, I'm good at like standing up for myself now, yeah. which is good. Nice. Well, I know you got to get to a session, um, but I have a little uh, speed round that we like to do. Okay. So. Um, speed round. So hey. if you can go back. Okay. To sort of the beginning of your career. Uh-huh. We, we say 18, but whenever that was. Uh-huh. Um, and give yourself one piece of advice. Yeah, just don't let the man get you down, girl. <laughs> just keep going for it. Okay. Stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. Have a strong mind, Reba. Strong mind, young grasshopper. <laughs> nice. What's a talent that you've always wished you had more of? Um, playing instruments. Yeah. Instrumentation. Which one in particular? I The keys. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Are you working on that? I wish I could tell you yes, Josh, <laughs> but I'm... I, uh, well, you're guitar a busy woman, too. I'm sure. I mean, I, I do play the guitar a little bit, but yeah. I would love to be able to shred nice. on the guitar as well. What about something outside of music? Um, let's see. I paleontology, obviously. Um, <laughs> science. <laughs> oh man, I've I have this question. I've I've like answered this question Eddie. over and over in my head. But um, let's just go ahead and say, um, uh, like. I don't, oh, man, I don't know. Um, well, th- think of it this way. If you could choose a career outside of music and you knew that you wouldn't fail, okay, what would you do? I don't know. Like, I don't, maybe I would, like, thri- fly helicopters okay. through the canyons or something. Yeah. That, I would. Yeah. Laura Croft. If, if I knew I wasn't going to crash and kill myself, that would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I would probably, actually, realistically, I think I would probably, like, write and direct films. Oh, cool. Yeah, which nice. I, I I want to. Yeah. I have been, like, sort of as a hobby, sort of writing short, um, you know, short film screenplays. But um, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I just, I really love, I've always loved uh, television film, and I think they're wonderful stories to get lost in. And yeah. it's a beautiful art. So um, I would say that, that I would probably go that direction. Cool. And then maybe fly the helicopter on the side. <laughs> Absolutely. Laura Croft style. You, you have know? a camera mounted on the bottom. You can just film. one like braid <laughs> with a pilot suit. <laughs> I can picture it. So yeah. Combat boots and so if get I w- on board. If I were on your team, uh, what's something I would hear you say over and over? <laughs> oh good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can ask B Bravo, my my DJ. Uh-huh. It's like my if somebody's happy, I'm like oh, good, nice, good, or <laughs> my bees, which you can't see yeah. right now, but it's the old. We got um, we got cameras. It's the old uh, round them up. It's time wrap, to go. Wrap it up. Yeah, we're heading out. Nice. Get it together. Um, because there is like a there is like a you know. Ever, producer in me that's you know hey let's be on time let's get going yeah. like we have this much time wrap it up let's go um what's your favorite city you've ever traveled to oh geez oh boy <laughs> come on oh man 
I really loved Montreal. Oh, yeah? I did. I thought that the vibe was so amazing. The people are amazing. Um, I've heard. Extremely style. The style was so on point. Um, Damn French. I really, really love um, Guanajuato, Mexico. I lived there for a year when I was 19. Uh, It's my second home. So Viva viva Mexico. Nice. Um, Yeah, Guanajuato. What else? Amsterdam's really cool. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I want to travel more. I yeah. need to travel more, yeah. to be honest with you, Josh, because I'm just kind of... We all need it's to mostly travel like, more. I mean, it's mostly like Mexico, Canada. I'm mostly like a North America, you know, been around the North America, so I want to go exploring more. Still, it's pretty good. Yeah. Lot. North America's a big place. Right. Even still. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love, I do, I have to say, I do love Moab. Oh, yeah? I had a gorgeous time in Moab. Oh, cool. Um, Santa Fe is really cool, too. Have Have you been out to Santa Fe? That's right. Yeah. Uh, George R. R. Martin uh-huh. gave, like, this art collective millions of dollars to do this, like, art installation build-out venue called Meow Wolf. And oh, this, wow. And this, like, old bowling alley, and it's, like, a labyrinth of, like, crazy art installations with a venue in the middle of it. That sounds incredible. And I've never seen... I mean, it... It's like some, it's like some Burning Man shit that's yeah. like in the city. That's so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. But it's not like hip. It's not like that hippie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like Burning Man hippie. It's right. like crazy, weird stuff. Yeah. And the system is amazing in there. So cool. I'm gonna say Santa Fe for Meow Wolf. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there a book that's had the greatest impact on you? Yes, absolutely. Just Kids by Patti Smith. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's the best book yeah. I've ever read. And what what What's something you took from that? Oh, my goodness, so many things, but just, like, art, just for the sake of art, just for doing it because you have to. It's part of you, and just living through that, um, living through that, uh, you know, frame of mind. Mm. Through that... Um, What's the term? Paradigm. Yeah. Lens. Ish. Thank you. Lens. Lens. Thank you. Better. Brain what movie do you think so you've good. seen the most in your life? Oh, man. <laughs> Don't judge me. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that's that's way better than mine. Oh, okay. Um, that's awesome. I would say Goodwill Hunting. That movie won an Oscar. I I love I love that movie. I tend to um love I, I tend to love movies about like either brother relationships or like father-son relationships and mm. I think it's because I am not a man. Or you know, I'm not okay. either one. So yeah. it's like it's just it's wonderful to see those relationships. On Interesting. And that relationship that Robin Williams had with the, uh, Matt Damon was just so... Yeah. It was so good, wasn't it? It's great. Robin Williams in that movie is so good. Yeah. I could start crying. But... Um, that was brilliant. Rest in peace, Robin. I love you. That was a great movie. Um, and then when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I used yeah. to watch over and over again Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I loved that movie. I haven't seen it since forever ago, but... yeah. That was my jam it, it, when I was just a it baby holds girl. Up okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> What's that? It holds up okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, in a long time. No, it's great. 
Oh. I saw Animal House the other day on a plane. Yeah. And I, it reminded me that, like, there was a summer when I watched it, like, 30 times. Yeah. Just over and over. Yeah. It wasn't that good. I mean. When you're kids. It's you know? great. It was. But it was so much better at, like, 12. Right. Because there's all kind of shit I wasn't supposed to be seeing. Yeah. But, like, now it was all right. You know what's funny is, like, I realize now that I see a lot just because it's on t- TV and, I, like, each time I get really <laughs> into it. Yeah. Don't judge me on this one. Um, <laughs> the Matrix. Okay. I just, it was just on in the hotel room, like, in San Jose, and I was just, like, got really into it. Yeah, I was it's... like, yeah, this is Kung Fu or whatever their martial Absolutely. art they're doing is amazing. Yeah. Is it Kung Fu? Do you know? I think it's some movie stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's some type of martial art. No, I, I mean, the Matrix. I was like, go Neo, go Neo, <laughs> go, go. Uh, yeah, so, Matrix, what's up? Okay, last one. Favorite DJ? Favorite DJ? Shoot. Favorite live show you've ever seen? Oh, DJ, because it's like hard because there's like either a DJ or like a producer. Yeah. No, I'm talking about live like performance. I mean, I love classics. Um, DJ, like DJ, DJ, like gas lamp killer. Okay. Um, DJ 100 Proof, Seattle. Oh, I don't know him. My boy Barrisoni from Portland. Okay. Um, what else? I mean, Kay. Kay throws a great party. Kay Trinata. Yeah, I haven't seen him play live. Um, who else? Oh, gosh. Um, Jamie XX. Mm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so blown away. Yeah. Those are I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm going to leave it with that right now. I mean, there's so many more. Good selection. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, how does everybody find you online? Um, so just Riva DeVito across all platforms at okay. Riva DeVito. Nice. Twitter. And where are we on the tour? What's what's coming up? I have one more show left, okay. Josh, um, in Vancouver, BC. Oh, nice. And after that, I'm kind of laying low for a while, and then... I'm going to play a festival called What the Festival in Oregon. And then um, just kind of doing a little strategizing from there. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll be watching. Make sure you come back whenever you're in L.A. Yeah, absolutely. Hear how it's going. Um, Me and uh, B. Bravo, actually, my DJ um, slash producer, he's the one who did the, like, version of Sweetest Taboo. We actually have a project coming out together. Oh, cool. Um, a different entity called Umi. Nice. So that project is done, and we're going to probably put a single out really soon. So, oh, killer. Um, just keep, keep your eyes. Yeah, yeah, we'll be watching for that. Okay. Awesome. Cool, Josh. Well, thank you for thank having you. me. All right, that was Riva DeVito. Make sure you check out her music. Make sure you look for her on tour. She's got a great career ahead of her, I'm sure. Um, and make sure you leave us a comment on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net. You can also get us on Facebook. Check out the YouTube channel. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. <laughs>